Welcome everybody to season two, episode twenty-five of Motivate Me Three One Three's podcast. Um, we have a very important conversation for you all today. It's another great topic. Uh, basically, what we're going to be discussing is we're going to be talking about life after divorce. If you're wondering why I'm sitting in this chair, it's because Nigua kicked me out of my own original chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, As he should. Yes. All right. But we have a great show for you today. Can't wait for it. Let me go ahead and introduce the co-host of the show, which is Big Sis Ibit Thab is in the building. And then you have Little Sis Sarah Thab in the building. And then our guests for today are some, oh, well, at least one familiar face for sure, and that is Principal of Melvindale, Assistant Principal of Melvindale, Negwa Ali, who, go ahead and give her a round of applause, is, is one of our connects here at Oz Media. We call her the connect. She always uh, gets us some great conversations, or at least gets us people to come in and talk about some great things. So thank you again for being here today to talk about a very important conversation. And then we have her cousin, Samira Nagy, in the building. Go ahead and give her a round of applause. If her name sounds familiar, that's because her cousin, uh, Nasir, was on the show as well with Neguet a couple months ago. So looking forward to um, another great show again today. Like I said, the topic's about life after divorce. So we are looking forward to talking about all things that happen pretty much with life after divorce. Uh, But before we do that, though, we got to let you know how you can subscribe to our pages. You got YouTube, Oz Media. You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Oz Media. You can also listen to the show later on Apple and Spotify. Spotify podcast under Oz Media. If you want to call in, there's something that we're talking about. I know this is kind of like an all-woman panel with me just kind of hosting and dishing the questions. So if you're a guy that's listening like, yo, man, let me put my two cents in. Um, Feel free to call in. The number is 313-306-1750. Again, the number is 313-306-1750. You know, we were just talking about the Kahwa House, um, you know, nobody really wanted some coffee, uh, but Kahwa House, you know, we just talk about how great they are and how I actually, we had an interview with Negwa that day when they had their event in August, the Culture Day event. But shout out to the Kahwa House, that's the sponsor that we are going to go ahead and start off with. And then we're going to go ahead and get the show on the road. Uh, by the way, shout out to Hanley, Balkan House, and BC Adhesives, but go ahead and give that shout out to the Kahwa House, and then we're going to go ahead and get the show on the road. The Kahwa House. The Kahwa House is the first coffee shop of its kind. The Kahwa House is a family business established in 2017 for the sole purpose of providing the best quality Yemeni coffee with no added preservatives, artificial additives, or flavors. You can stop by Kahwa House to try their famous Yemeni latte, Adani Shahi, Mafawad, and Jubani coffees. You can also stop by to try their delicious pastries, such as the Yemeni favorite sebaya, their sembusas, and their new menu item, Everything Mini Bites. There are currently four Kahwa House locations, with two of them coming soon as well to make it a total of six. Their four locations is West Dearborn, East Dearborn, Williamsburg, New York, Lombard, Illinois, with two new locations coming in Canton, Michigan, and Petersburg, New Jersey. So no matter where you're at in the country, be sure to stop by a Kahwa House and get a glimpse of what the Yemeni culture is all about. All right, I just sent you uh, that link right now um, in uh, messages. So, before we start this show, listen, I just have a very important question to address, all right? So, you know, as I'm setting up and getting ready for this show, you know, I hear a door, you know, I hear a car pull up, so I'm like, oh, okay, our guests are here. But what I actually heard more was, you know, this is what I actually really heard in the car plan. Okay? What was it? Like this? Like that? 
Is that how y'all prepare for a show? Give him a laugh. Is there like a laughing one? Yeah. <laughs> there, there, I mean, I don't know if there's actually a specific laughing one. Yeah. Huh? I mean, that, I, was, I, that was a little corny, but you know. You know was, I saw, I saw <laughs> this. I saw this. I've been in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, but in all seriousness, um, so like I said, today's topic is about life after divorce. It's a very actually serious topic. You know, we want to make sure that we can have a little bit of fun with it too, but. You know, it's one that we felt like that is very needed in the community. You know, that is my first question before we can go ahead and introduce ourselves. Um, uh, well, how about we do Let's introduce ourselves before we talk about why we want to have this conversation. So I'm looking at you because a lot of people might know Negwa already. So we can start off with you, Samira. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What is it that you do and things like that? Okay. Um, I'm Samira Nagy. <laughs> I don't like that they started with me. So what do I do? I'm in banking. I have been divorced for, what, thir 13 years now? So um, been a long time, but I'm excited for this and looking forward to this topic. And like we said, it's a very important topic that um, unfortunately a lot of people don't like discussing or talking about, like especially in the Yemeni families. So that's... I'm excited. How about you, Negwa? You want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, and then why do you feel it's important um, to have a conversation like today? All right. I'm Negwa Ali. Um, I am a parent to two amazing children. I am a public school, high school administrator. Talk a little closer to the mic. Um, I just want to introduce myself the whole, you know, so you can get a bigger picture. Restorative justice advocate and um, a president of a nonprofit organization called Promise Relief Organization. Look it up, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> and why I think it's important to have these kind of conversations, because these are difficult conversations that a lot of people don't think are important to have, right? And a lot of people need someone to maybe talk to about the importance of what it's like to get a divorce, what the process is like, and that you're going to be okay. You're not alone. And so... You know, we have Abid here as well. You want to go ahead and why do you feel this important conversation? Tell a little bit about your story as well. Um, it's very important because um, like Samira, I've been divorced 13 years as well. And, um, you know, making that choice is very difficult. A lot of people think that after the choice is made, like you won't have a life or, you know, bad things will happen to you and you won't be able to make it. And, you know, they're scared or whatever. But like Nigel was saying, um, you, it's nice to know that there's people out there that kind of went through what you were are about to go to go through, or um, that w what you're thinking about going through, you know, and just knowing that it's possible and that everything is going to be okay and you can come out even better than you know you actually thought you were able to gonna you were able going that you were able to be, you know. So at the end of the day, um, it's it's normal. It's you know it's the one thing that's halal, you know, and um, there's, there's life after it. So it's just very important that we just make sure that we educate the community and we build awareness to um, have this choice out there for people. Do you want to add on to anything like that, Sarah? Yeah, and like I was uh, telling Najwa before the show, it's important for people, I've never been in that situation, but it's good to know, you know, how women are feeling after that or the men feeling after that, knowing that, even though everybody that gets married, they don't really think, okay, I'm going to get a divorce. But mm -hmm. it is possible, and if it is does happen, you know, you can overcome whatever obstacles that are going through. And, um, you know, 
just talking about another taboo conversation, you know, in our community and making it a normal situation. You know, when I, when I, you know, when Nidra brought up this topic idea, I thought that was a great idea. And I was like, you know, this is something that uh, I hope that people take away from this is to support whoever it is, the boy or the yeah. girl, you know, in our families or friends. Uh, I think it's important that they, you know, it's okay to talk about this stuff. Uh, to be honest with you, that person probably really wants to talk about it, but they feel kind of awkward uh, to bring it up or whatever it may be. So I, I hope that, you know, after this conversation, even if it's one or two people, they understand that, you know, it's okay to talk about it and um, support. Be there for that person, whoever is, whatever they're going through. And you want to go? No, and I want to say that, you know, none of us are experts. Yeah. Everybody's coming in with their experience, um, what they've lived through, and just sh shedding light on, you know, the, the experience and making it, not so much, you know, normalized, but not so much looked down upon. You know? Right. And and making them understand that, like, that doesn't, you don't lose worth if you do yep. go through it. I just feel like it's always so negative. Like, you just yeah. automatically assume that, oh, haram, like, yeah. she's divorced. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, like, no, it's not. Um, don't feel sorry for me. Yeah. Like, I'm okay. Or, um, like, when people, like, I'm in banking, so when I deal with people and they're like, oh, I'm just going through a divorce, like, I just have to stop myself because your automatic reaction is like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what if that's like the best thing that ever happened? What if they were trapped? Yeah. 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 And then they're looking forward to it. And I'm just assuming like everybody else that oh, had on like they're getting a divorce. Right? That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Because that is my, my first reaction when somebody says that uh, is to say sorry. So I mean, we're going to start off with you on this one. All right. When did you know that you wanted to make the divorce final without actually having like maybe to get specific, like maybe about you and yourself? Like when did you know personally, like the, this is this time, it's time to move on? Um, so in my situation is a lot different than, um, you know, other people. We didn't really live together for a very long period. It was a very short period. Um, I was very young, you know, just following the traditions of, you know, my family and what my family wanted. We just weren't compatible. He was brought up differently. I was brought up differently. Um, it was not until, you know, I came came to America. Uh, it took him a while to come in. I was pregnant at the time. I went through the pregnancy alone. I had my kid alone. I, you know, started to raise him. And, you know, we just, we never clicked. Our values didn't cl really click. So once I realized that, that, you know, I wasn't happy and my purpose wasn't being fulfilled and I wasn't being the best version of myself, um, after a long period of time, I was able to get the divorce. Mm -hmm. So, uh... I just, I felt like I could be a better person um, with, you know, not with them. And I, it's not easy. The choice wasn't like just, you know, my family didn't make, I, I didn't just wake up one day and be like, yeah, I'm done. Um, or I, you know, I had to think about it. I had to think about my son. I had to think about my situation. Uh, my family weren't really happy about it. Um, the idea of me not being happy or me not being felt like I was heard or, you know, Honestly, I really feel like I never really was married. I was I was titled married, but not you know we didn't live together. We didn't really, I he, I wasn't protected or provided for. Like we just didn't have that time together. So um, it was kind of an easy decision to make at that point. Um, but it took a very long time because we did have to go through all the processes and um, alhamdulillah. So alhamdulillah, pretty so deep. It's very it's just very important that before you do get married that you go through the right. Um, process of getting to know the person and um, it's not just you know of course their character and Islamic values but you also have to think about compatibility so I feel like in that situation we just we weren't compatible 
and and he's allowed to be happy with someone else and I'm allowed to be happy with somebody else. I love that. That was yeah. very so. good. Go ahead and give that a round of applause. <laughs> Ramsey. Ramsey was ready for the round of applause <laughs> for that one. <laughs> he was like, true. It's kind of like <laughs> weird talking about it like with yeah, him there. I mean, uh, like I, you know, with all due respect, like I'll never bash him. It's just, you know, we're just not for each other, you know. And in that way, we could pass it on to you. Uh, same question. Like, when did you know, did you feel like that the divorce is, is final? It's time to move on. So I think with me, my children are, are number one with me. They're definitely number one. And if I was beginning to feel like I couldn't be the best mother that I could be mm-hmm. to my children, then this scenario was no longer working out for me. That situation um, was not what I wanted for me, nor for my children. And I just want to say something like just a quick disclaimer. My ex-husband is absolutely amazing. I will not talk bad about him because he is an amazing person. Um, and he's given me two amazing children. And everybody knows that about me, that I don't have anything bad to say but I just got to a point where the situation was no longer serving me positively or helping me become better about, you know, the relation or the relationship. Um, and so just having said that, um, you know, there's always that great level of respect that I have for him as an individual, as a father of my children, the way he is just in general, overall, he's, you know, he's not a bad person. He's just not the person for me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay to like, you know, be married and try things. Cause I remember everybody saying to me, like, you know, it, it's been 16 years and, or 15 years and you want to get a divorce. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, can I have a little bit of respect for at least trying it out for 15 years? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, See, I it doesn't matter like what, whether it's like me yeah. or like you, yeah. you're still going to always say, yeah, someone um, is always there. You know. It's always going to be something, you know, that you're you going should've, to should have, would have, could have. Yeah. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, when you know that it no longer serves you positively and will no, not impact or um, enhance your life in a positive way, then it's just not for you anymore. Samina, do you want to answer the same question? Uh, by the way, yeah. another great point as well. I, I really do appreciate you saying that. And because, you know, everybody, every divorce is different, right? That's what they say. Every divorce is different. So, Samina, you want to go ahead and tell us, like, when did you know you, like, your divorce, you were done, it's, it's final? Yeah, um, like you said, uh, with, or she, she said it already, um, with every divorce, every story is different. Um, for me, uh, when I no longer recognized who I was, mm. um, when I didn't, um, when I was just acting out of character, that kind of scared me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this isn't going to be good for me or my child. Um, and a lot, a lot of people, they think that staying in an unhappy marriage um, or unhappy household is better because of society and how it's viewed or for the kids but you're really traumatizing the kids and you know with them having to like deal with arguing or just you're not you're not yourself anymore and you can't show up for your kids you can't show up for yourself or your kids um in a situation like that so i had to make a decision and i'm like uh yeah it'll be okay but at 23 to make that decision and to decide to leave and come back to the u.s without a plan, without a job, without just knowing what's going to happen next, that tells you, like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. SubhanAllah, like, at that moment, anything is better than being in that situation. Yes. You know? I mean, that's how I felt. At that like, because, you know, my family, like I said, they weren't okay with it. So they were like, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, and I'm just like, it's okay. I'm good. It doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. And 
So, but you try. I think like everybody's opinion, especially when it's family. Like you're like, when you're we're young, mm-hmm. like am I making the wrong decision? Or I might be, or they should they would know better. Like I, what do I know? You know, haram. Like I don't want to make the family look bad, and just all these worries. When in reality, it's like it's it's okay. It's okay. And. Sada, feel free to chime in at any time, too, uh, obviously, because this is one that, you know, we're just kind of here to just ask questions and maybe chime in whenever you want. So feel free to jump in whenever you want. So, you know, Hello, yeah, when I hear <laughs> when I hear these <laughs> answers, we don't want to scare you either. <laughs> no. I'm still mad that we didn't get negos. I'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I do. want to. <laughs> I do want to say something. Um, I don't want to. You know, I talk to myself on the way here, right? Because who else? <laughs> who is who doesn't? Doctor? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> but um, I definitely don't want to make it seem there. There are two things. I don't want to discourage people from marriage oh, at all by by glorifying divorce. But uh, my goal w- through this conversation was to ensure that I don't glorify divorce, right? Because um, I feel like it's become a common thing where yeah. people see the life that I live and the freedom that I have. But you can have that freedom anyway, you know, like being married. I didn't get a divorce to have freedom. I already had freedom, mm-hmm. yeah. if that makes sense, right? No, great point. So I just kind of wanted to like, because we don't want to scare you, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And then, um, and then like, at the, you know, discourage you from, you know, from getting married or thinking that all marriages will end up this way. But yeah. yeah. And you have to understand, like, also uh, during the time of um, when I got divorced, it wasn't really common as much. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I was the first female from our family that you know got divorced, so um, it's a lot different. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, go ahead, Tata. She wants to. Now, did you have something to say? Yeah, she's just listening yeah. right now. So my next question, uh, and I hear this, and nobody really talks about the healing process. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you may do it naturally. I don't know if people actually do things to make sure that they're healing themselves, but. I want to know, uh, what did you do to help yourself heal out of this situation? And Nedra, we can start off with you. Is it Negwa or is it Nedra? Because I'm hearing both different ones and I don't want to... So I like to be called Nedra. Nedra, yeah. <laughs> I remember you mentioning that. Then I heard her say Negwa and I was like, okay. Well, my family calls me Negwa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Did I mess okay. up? So then you don't like... I was going to say, then you don't like that what you're hearing. But That's okay. Here we go. Uh, so here we go. Moti said y'all playing single ladies while Sada singing crazy in love in her head. Right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> two, di- two different songs, but shout out to Beyonce. Uh, that was funny. That was a good one. That's a good shout one. out to Moti. Uh, those are the jokes that are funny. Yeah. yeah, I was going to make a comment earlier Take about this. But I set him up. I was like this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was like the point guard. He was a scorer. Uh, just want to let you know if we were to have a future show, inshallah, maybe a part two, because we want to hear what a guy has to say, Moti. You know, inshallah, we can get you on. But uh, going back to the healing process, right. um, how did you heal? Did you even plan to heal? Did you even heal? You know what I mean? I think like initially you're just kind of like, okay, let's think about mentally what's going to happen. Um, so we just came back from Arizona and when we were hiking up Camelback Mountain. And it, it was, was beautiful, this, by the way. Yeah, It was gorgeous. Was it was this jelly. really long hike, right, to get to the top. And of course I made it Wait, midway it like because I'm completely out of shape and she's <laughs> all the way at the top already of the top of the mountain. And I was like yeah, you know, I midway <laughs> and I was ready to like pass out. And this lady came up to me and she said, don't worry about what's at the top. Just look at the very next thing that's about to happen. Mm. So that's that's next something rock that, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of resonated with me because I've already been thinking like a, a lot about you know 
when you start off with something new, right? It beca- it's it's initially very scary, and people are um, nervous about what's going to happen. You know, you think long term, right? Let's just try to focus on what's happening right here and now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with me, I think the healing process. I just needed that time to kind of like, I didn't know who I was anymore. Just kind of like Samita said, when she was acting out of character, I didn't know who I was anymore, right? And what I needed to do was kind of figure out who I am. At that moment in time, what was my purpose? Who am I? Allow me to ground myself, right? And um, and just understand, like, how are we going to get through this? You know, and I can't, alhamdulillah, I had my kids, you know, mm-hmm. I had my kids with me. And that was just, it's amazing to, like, just have them there and, you know, and be able to have real good conversations with them, even if both of them were, like, really, really young. Um, it gave us the opportunity to have genuine conversations, you know, about how I feel, how about how they feel. And all of that helped with my healing process, I think. Um, I also think that, you know, you take the time and the opportunity to really get to know who you are. Uh, but also, um, throughout healing, understand that it's going to be hard, right? I wasn't expecting to just be like, you know, I'm divorced and okay, well, I'm free now, you know, and, and, and I knew it wasn't going to be easy, right? But through any adversity that you face, you will, you will become more and more healed and more and more content. And then one of the things is, um, and Samira and I are both working on this kind of like just habits of the mind, right? And then the reaffirmations of, of who we are as individuals to make ourselves understand, you know, the power that we have. I love it. So, Samita, you want to add on to that? Uh, like, how did you heal or, you know, what was your process like? I think, um, like, for me, it, I mean, you go through stages in life, right? So you go through, like, the anger, the regrets, the I wish, like, why is it happening to me? Why um, woes me? Like, oh, I'm a victim. Like, right. haram, you know, I yeah. keep saying haram. Um but um, I, get, I just I got sick of feeling that way. It was just all negative, negative, negative. Mm-hmm. And when you have uh, that negative mindset, like what is the outcome going to be? Just more negative, right? So I didn't I just, oh, no doors open for me. And this is after. So you deal with the divorce, which like for me, it wasn't. I, I like the question you asked us the other day when you asked, was divorce the hardest thing you ever went through? And it's like, no, it wasn't. But it started like something it started to show me like um how strong resilient um i am and you know i can if i can get through that or get through this then you know i can get through other difficult things and challenging things but it was the adjusting to the new life like oh i don't know how to deal with that like now i'm a single mom i didn't know what to do and you just kind of figure it out alhamdulillah like I have a very supportive family. Like, I don't even know, like, where I would be without them. I never needed anything, never needed anything, like, when I came back with her. Um, came back from where, by the way? From we Yemen. There you go. We got to yeah, let yeah. people know. Hello, sahla. How long? <laughs> how long? How long were you in Yemen for, like, so the crowd can know and, and, and listen to that? Um, I came back from Yemen. Well, I went to Yemen when I was two. And I kind of just lived my whole life back and forth from Yemen to America. I have the most amazing childhood. Well, I didn't think it was at the time, but in Baqar. But um, you know, it's very it was very adventurous. But um, we have stories for that for days. <laughs> but um, 
so the last time I went, I think it was 05 when we moved back to Yemen. And then a few years later, I got engaged and uh, then got married. And then at, I think I was 21 when I got married. And then when I came back, I was 23. Um, but yeah, so for me, like that, my healing process, I would say, didn't start until like 2016, where I just, I'm like, I need to change my thought process I just needed I needed something to change mm -hmm. and uh, so I started reading books and looking into uh, personal development and just going and digging into that and that really opened so many doors for me like I just started just changing my thought process or like my uh, mindset of counting my blessings versus like looking at what's wrong just um being thankful for everything and now like I'm like I always thank Allah for like my good times but I'm mostly mostly thankful for all the hard times and all the difficult things that I had to deal with and um, just because they made me who I am today so I you know it's a blessing it's a blessing to get to that other side because I know so many people like they're just stuck there and they don't know what to do and where to go and how to change and it's like you just have to change your perspective on life and just look at what's good and what's you know every everybody like just your health alone you could you you can't just thank a lot enough for that but yeah for sure for sure another great answer uh i made the same question to you like how was your healing process and what was that like so um subhanallah when allah gives you trials um it makes you get closer to him, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy because I, I kind of knew, you know, they say you don't get, you don't get married to um, assume that you're going to get divorced. But I knew very like, you know, a lot closer to right after I got married, I knew like it wasn't going to work out. You know what I'm saying? You, it hit me, you know, right when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, mm, I don't know if I want this person, you know, to be the father of my child. So I knew in a very early time, but I was obviously I was going to put in my 100% because I didn't want to be a failure because I thought, you know, it, the stigma around it was you're a failure if you get divorced. So I started to get really, really into learning about like hukuk, you know, of the wife and, um, you know, re uh, reasonable um you know, excuses for getting uh, divorced, how a woman can ask for a divorce, like, like you know, what, what do I need to do as a wife? What does he need to do as a husband? Um, you know, kind of like being patient, you know, throughout the whole situation. But at the same time, building, you know, uh, my Islamic, um, you know, identity and knowing what I deserve, you know, and what Allah wants for me and what I should have. So um, I remember when I first, you know, we went through a lot or whatever. It, I didn't get divorced right away. I was actually married for five years. and um, But we were separated, um, you know, we were only together for four months. So imagine how long it took me to finally wow. get my family to understand, like, this is not working. I shouldn't be married to someone that, that I'm not even living with, you know, just by name. So I had to um, bring Islam into it, you know. And I had to talk to the sheikh, you know, because my family didn't want me to get divorced, you know. And I had to kind of, um, you know, defend myself. So... In that healing, in that process, I, I really um, grew as a person because I was always a yes, 
you know, person. I always said yes to everything that my family, you know, ever wanted me to uh, do. And at that moment, I, through that process of getting a divorce, and even after the divorce, it was healing to me, believe it or not. Like, it was, it was a trial, but at the same time, I was growing and learning and, you know, building the person that I am today. And at the end of the day, um, I focused on what I needed to do to make sure that I was the best uh, mother to my son. I went back to school. I worked full time. I made sure that, you know, he had every experience that he could have. Um, Alhamdulillah, my family was there, you know, uh, raising my son with me. Um, and through that, like, I, you know, I bettered myself and was able to build, um, you know, kind of this, the empire, I guess, that I have today. So it was it was a learning process. It was it forced me to know my religion and know my worth. Yeah. But also when you better yourself, you can show up so much better for everybody around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when you heal yourself and yeah. And like a good set of friends too that kind of hype you up that don't don't, you know, put that against you or don't constantly like, you know, just I feel like no one really I had a good support group at that time. You know, I didn't feel any less. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of my friends weren't even married yet, you know, because I got married at such a young age. So it wasn't like, you know, I don't know, it was, it was a lot. I didn't really feel like it labeled me in a negative way. It was more of like I got to be able to go to, go to school. And it pushed me harder because at the end of the day, I had my son, you know, and I had to show up for my son. So I couldn't stay mad for a long time. I couldn't stay sad or depressed. And regardless of the situation, obviously, you know, I don't want to sit here and say I wasn't hurt. You know what I mean? No matter what, no one wants to go into a marriage and think they're going yeah, to get a divorce. No one wants to get divorced. No one does. Yeah. Um, so obviously that pain was there because you feel like, you know, maybe like why? The why question ends up coming. Like, why did I have to? I did everything right. I listened to my parents. I said yes. I, you know, um, I did a stakhara. You know, mm. subhanAllah, I got a kid. But then you realize it's maktub. Hadha yeah. qadr Allah. Yes. And, Absolutely. you know, subhanAllah, once you believe that this is, you know, you accept it and you hold in truth that you did everything right, you tried your best, you, um, you know, did what you needed to do. Subhanallah, like I, ha I have my son, the best blessing that I've ever had, literally. And, um, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, subhanallah, Allah gives you that contentment. And yeah. you just, you know, just believe in Allah's decree. And you roll with the you have to stop fighting it. Like, I think yeah. you go through a phase where you're like, you know the the whole why thing but then you're like what did i do yeah you know for to allah or being angry at the whole thing but then once you um submit and accept and just say you know like you said like it's it's mektub and this all happens for a reason i'm a true believer in that and you know everything happens for a reason so and your patience grows and oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure divorce is not easy obviously mm -hmm. so it only shows like how strong you guys are versus you know there's some people that wish like i work with domestic violence survivors right mm. almost 75 percent of them don't even know they're like wow. that they could get a divorce that they could be the one to ask for the divorce they don't know their rights in islam or rights in america or anything like that so just you know knowing that one you guys were accepting of it and you guys wanted it and you guys were able to go through it and not have to not you know what I mean like have to be kind of brainwashed in a sense of your haram or this 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 like there's even you know unfortunately there's even imams and shaykh that tell the girl that like no don't do it it's not right for you you know mm -hmm. it's better to be together but um like I said it's just 
it's nice to know that you guys actually, you know, had the options, fought through it, and, you know, got out of it happier. Um, all great points. And, uh, you know, my next question to all of you is, you know, I better kind of touched on, and I mean, I think you guys all kind of touched on, it, and we all know about it. Um, what are your thoughts on, like, the judgment of people on specifically, more so Muslim women, um, getting a divorce? Like, how do you feel about it? Just your overall thoughts on it, and uh, Samidi, I'm laughing because we gotta we're gonna start back off with you again on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make it even around, so you get this one again. Uh, I mean, you get the first one yeah. again. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, speak your mind. You know what I'm saying? This is your chance to finally anybody's <laughs> chance to say what they gotta say. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, and like she said about the sheikh thing. Like, I know, I mean, I guess everybody goes to that phase where like, oh, let's go to a sheikh. <laughs> let's see what happens or, um, and the sheikh said to me it was a Yemeni sheikh and he goes uh, Ismaili, <laughs> I'm not translating by the way go, you can translate <laughs> 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 oh. so yeah so it's that. like a rotten apple right told me that and yeah 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 so that and I'm like I was so mad. I was just so angry. And I'm like, I, I refuse to believe that. Yeah. I just, I didn't walk away like, oh, okay, yeah, he's right. And I need to stick to this I need, and yeah. be miserable because I'll yeah. be yeah. like a fatta. Are you hungry? No. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not speaking Arabic. I'm done. I was trying to be cool like her and talk Arabic. <laughs> no, mashallah, I'm not Arabic. I still yeah, could give. I could give for Nego too. She translates right, for me all the time. <laughs> but um, yes, but I refused to believe that, and I just walked away, and I was so angry, and I was like, never going there again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not <laughs> looking at that. But um, I think it's. it's the pressure of like the family or you you just feel guilty yeah. like you feel guilty that you're letting your family down and you've you know um i don't know it's just a, a horrible feel, feeling for you to uh, think about or a horrible thing for you to just go through and think about like at a time like that it's already difficult as it is and then you have to worry about all that added but i mean if it's mektub still go through yeah. <laughs> yeah and on top of all the stuff that already you know muslim women are probably dealing with that, that's another tough one that you know i'm sure we're gonna get into like the support you know the family support and then friends support and you know how it's kind of looked down upon uh the judgment you know from the people as well it's never easy it's uh, it's definitely it's not easy right but um, I think that we should never allow the judgment of the people to ever define what the moves that we're going to make in our lives mm -hmm. that are going to better our, our lives life. or improve our lives. You know what I mean? Because no one knows internally what's happening with us. So like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created talaq um, for a reason. Okay. And it's there to empower women to understand that you don't have to be trapped in situations that you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But not just women, men as well. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm speaking on women because we're all women here that are divorced and mm -hmm. having this conversation. But it's designed for both men and women. It, it is abghad al-halal. Right. The most um, or the least favored of the things that have been made halal for us. But I truly believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala genuinely wants us all to be happy. And that's why divorce is there as an option. Okay. Yeah. It isn't religion 
that we should be focused that that um, you know we shouldn't say the judgment of and I and I like the question right but it's more it's the culture that mm-hmm. continuously mm-hmm. holds us in captivity of the beliefs of what people are going to think about us you're a divorced woman right a w- divorced woman and it's like a strike mm-hmm. against you mm-hmm. but if that is the case you know the oh you're divorced and you have children and you're this and but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like you know made that for us to be, understand we have options to be you know happily um, by ourselves right mm-hmm. uh, to take care of ourselves and our children and it should be judgment free okay um, so just thinking about that I have like a, a million other thoughts just like kind of like going on in say my what head. you gotta say <laughs> say what you gotta say <laughs> call their names out right, right. Call their <laughs> no. it's, it's no. not you know what I'm not I'm, I'm not like bitter at all about what people think about divorced women it's because they don't know any better right mm-hmm. but if the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam married a woman who was older than him who is an entrepreneur right and um, one of the things that I've read before specifically states that, like, you know, the um, agir that you would get and the blessings that you would get if you married a divorced mm-hmm. woman who has children, who is, you know, you know, who is um, whatever it is, older, divorced, widowed. all of these things, widowed. you know, widowed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it shouldn't really be like um, a strike against you, but it always seems to be has seemed to be in our culture not our religion mm-hmm. you're a tarnished woman mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're divorced yep no great points honestly uh and and s- we kind of mentioned this before the show right how we kind of think do things a little backwards mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know you actually get egged like you said for doing those kind of things but uh you know we feel like it's wrong mm-hmm. in our culture mm-hmm. you know but i mean same question for you uh basically the judgment you know, what are your thoughts on the judgment? Subhanallah, um, you know, in our culture, you're you're not successful unless you're married and you have kids oh, and yeah. you, uh, you know, oh, yeah. are taking care of your husband and you cook <laughs> and you clean, and, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, to each his own, you know, right. your your perspective of, of, of success is, is a lot different than my perspective of, dis- you know, success. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it took me a long, a long time to realize that at the end of the day, as long as I'm good, my son is good, you know, and he's my responsibility, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm good with my Lord. Leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. And subhanAllah, like Allah, after a divorce, Allah does give you like this contentment in your heart, mm-hmm. you know? And you feel it no matter what's going around, going on around you and all, because everybody's going to have their opinion. Everybody's going to say different things, but no one lived in that home with you. No one was in that relationship with you. It's between you and that person. As long as you two, you know, you're whatever on good terms or, or whatever, and you're doing right, you know, towards your, your child. It's all that matters. Um, everybody else um, kind of, and it's there. It's there. I can't say that, um, you know, in the beginning, I, you know, a lot of people hurt me with, with their words and, and their opinions. But, you know, now that I'm older, honestly, I, you know, it is what it is. We just need to understand that everybody's going to live their life, you know, for themselves and everybody's going to die alone. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate. <laughs> Why are you looking at Sada when you say that? No, no, I was waiting for you to say something. Uh, yeah, I know. Tough, but also like just to, and I think this goes for all of us. Um, well, all both of you. Um, it's not that you're against marriage. I know. Like 
but I'm not going to settle or just accept anything. Like my grandma's always like, oh, I'm like, no, why? Why? Why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you just, you're not going to just settle for anything just so they can say, or so I can say I'm married or I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Everyone deserves to be their authentic self. Everyone deserves someone that's going to accept that. Everyone deserves someone that's going to be obsessed with them and love them and care for them the way that they deserve to be cared for. And you shouldn't be in a situation. Well, I I don't want to be in a situation with somebody that's that is um, tolerating me. Right. I don't want no one to tolerate me, you know, and I don't want to tolerate anyone Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like it needs to be mutual and or or I'm good. Right. MZ. Alexa, play Tolerated by Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, listen, you know, when people are divorced, divorced they are obviously separated. Uh, and it's good that we stick together. And if anyone needs help with sticking to something, you call BC Adhesives, uh-huh. the gluing company. Uh-huh. All right. So shout out to BC Adhesives. Ramsey, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to our second ad of today. And then we're going to go ahead and start off. With, I mean, we're going to go with the second part of the show, you know, talk about the, uh, the effect with kids and um, everything else in between. So go ahead, Ramsey, BC Adhesives. BC Adhesives. You can go to BC Adhesives for all your industrial adhesives needs. They do food packaging, book binding, product assembly, and many other industrial services. So if you are in need of adhesives for your business or having trouble with your current adhesives applications, you can contact them by phone, 1-888-679-9825, or go on their website, www.bcadhesives.com. You should totally get it. So, uh, shout out to BC Adhesives, by the way. <laughs> shout out to Hanley International Academy. Shout out to Kahawa House. And shout out to the Balkan House Restaurant. We appreciate all of them. Um, again, great show so far. Hearing some amazing answers. Uh, so, my next question right now is, um, we talked about how the judgment on Muslim women. Well, divorce rates are high in a lot of Muslim majority countries. Uh, you know, we looked up statistics. We didn't want to throw out random stats. So, we're going to just keep it as... It's getting higher than what it was. I guarantee you that last 10, 15 years. Um, do you have answers? All right. Go ahead, Sada. You have your hand up. Maybe maybe <laughs> we, can, up we, can have you, we can start off with you on this one, maybe. Go ahead, Sada. And this is just like a random thought that just popped in my head. No, I think it's because um, women are knowing their rights. Before, they really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like before, um, you know... I like like I said it was it was rare in our family. Like I used to I was looking at her at the time like, whoa, like who is she? Like how did she have the nerve to do this? You yeah. know what I mean? And now it's women are knowing like women are one are like in the front line and doing things and, and getting more independent, realizing like I could do this on my own as well. You know? You know, it's interesting that you said that, um, getting more independent. Today I was having a conversation with a bunch of students, and I hope they're not watching. But <laughs> and we and they're you know like sixteen and seventeen years old, and they're talking about like marriage and stuff like that. And um, one of them told me, you know, I don't want to marry a woman that's independent. And I I said, what do you mean? Why not? And he said, you know, well, a woman that's independent, you know, she's she's not going to take care of me, and she's not going to take care of the house. We're just going to end up getting a divorce. And it's like already at that yeah. young age just because like. a woman is you know just because a woman is independent doesn't mean that that's what it's going to lead to right so that kind of i think deters people from um something that i've noticed that's that's been repeated right and why a lot of people are getting a divorce is not just that the women are knowing what their rights are right but 
men are also no longer just entertaining the idea of marriage. You have to remember, it isn't always just the women that want the divorce, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes the, men's are, the men are the ones that want mm-hmm. it too, mm-hmm. right? In, um, in, in both ways, it's okay, right? Yeah. If a man finally realizes, hey, I'm not okay to do this, you know, to me, it's more preferred that, you know, they take that step and say, hey, this is not working out, right? Instead you, of stepping out. Yeah, you're worthy of someone um, to love you and care for you, right? And the man is also worthy of, you know, being comfortable in the marriage as well. It's equal. They both have like the equal, um, you know, rights to be happy in that situation. Yeah. So, but like just kind of piggybacking a little bit off of that is women now know and understand, you know, that they're, they set their standards and this is how they expect to be, um, you know, treated in a marriage and stuff like that. And they're just no longer tolerating the things that, you know, in the ba- back in the day they used to tolerate, right? Because they're becoming more educated. They're, you know, understanding that, you know, both parties in a marriage have to have reciprocal respect towards one another. And it isn't just, you know, um, you know, a male being dominated over a female or vice versa. Because both of those can d- dissolve a, a marriage. You know, if a woman is too dominating as mm-hmm. well, no one, mm-hmm. a man is not going to want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ha- they have to come um, to a middle ground where both of their visions for what they want their marriage to be aligns with one another. I love that. Beautiful. I love that. I just want to let you know that I just sent that link, by the way, for you if you wanted the link. Um, the same question for you, Abe. Like, why do you feel it's, you know, the divorce rates are going up in, in Muslim-majority countries? Um, for me, I really think a couple things. I think during uh, the process of getting married, I feel like we don't have as much premarital, um, you know, processes that we can go through. A lot of the times the mom is looking for a daughter for her son that she likes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or uh, Give them the the example we learned the the other day. I I was like, um, you're looking for someone that knows how to make something and then he, but he, but he, eats, but he eats Froot Loops. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you're looking for someone acid. that's <laughs> making acid, whatever, but your son eats Froot Loops. Yeah. In Turkey, that's for yeah. you. You're, you're, yeah, right. you're getting your son married to a, a girl that you want. Yeah, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Instead of knowing your child and knowing your son and knowing what he wants in a, in, in a you know, a spouse. And um, that's eventually it's his. It's yeah. not yours, you know? Yeah. And even... Um, you know, just because well, that was the whole. One. No, there was another topic that we were talking about today too with the kids. I don't know why they had this conversation with me today, randomly. <laughs> Subhanallah! Right before I'm coming to have this conversation, <laughs> but they were like talking about how you know I want my mom to find me this, this, and that. I what? said, wait, wait a minute, like you probably have a ball you, talking right? to them. Though I was like, why do? Yeah, I do. I love talking. Yeah. To them. I have an amazing group of students, but they were like, um, why? I was like, why do you want your mom? Don't, what about what you want? Like, you know, why do you want that for your mom? Well, I really trust my mom and what she's going to pick. And then if it doesn't work out, you know, then I just get a divorce. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> why wouldn't you just pick what you want initially, right? To begin with, then have to go through this entire trial process, right? And that's a cultural thing again, right? Not a religious thing. No, because it's also too, oh, if a guy gets divorced, he could get married tomorrow. Heidi, there's, there's a bunch of girls that would want him. But when it's a girl... It's like, oh, she's the, you know, I mean, it's yeah. more, it's more yeah. obstacles for her to get a, to get married. Yeah. No, I really think that also, um, sometimes when you get married at a very young age, you don't know who you are. You yeah. don't even know who you are yet. Take your time. Learn yourself. Know your likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Um, work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Because I feel like people get married. 
to live at like i mean no i don't want to knock anybody out because some people it works out <laughs> like whatever i say you guys don't take it personal whatever you think is what you think this is my opinion you know i don't want to you know i don't want to <laughs> offend anyone but when you are getting married and even for for fathers when they're when they're agreeing on someone you know that that's asking for their daughter you have to make sure that this person can take care of your daughter in every way like do your due diligence <laughs> in a way of making sure that your daughter is getting married to someone that is going to take care of her that's going to honor her that knows her mm-hmm. be honest about your kids too yeah don't sit here and be like well my daughter this 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 and then your daughter goes and she doesn't know how to cook and she doesn't you know, yeah. regardless of the situation just be honest because uh, there's going to be someone for everyone you know yeah. don't waste nobody's time um basically let me let me let me step back because i think i'm all over the place know yourself first know your likes and dislikes be honest um about what you want and then at the same time do your background like allow this um person that's marrying your daughter or opposite meet your family like go out with them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. get to see them like more than just once like in our yemeni culture it's very like looked down upon i mean it's getting better now i think but like back in the day it was like oh you know suddenly you know they suddenly like not even sometimes not even not, not even that it's like basic <laughs> stuff as can he can he pay the med you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. sometimes it's like my daughter is this much are you is it you know and they don't even know what their their daughter wants and they're making sure that their daughter has no say in it i don't know i just feel like it's i think divorce rate even goes back to it's before that it's before the problems happen we're not preparing ourselves for a solid union you know we're we're lacking that i don't know great points samita you want to add on to that like why do you feel like divorce divorce rates are higher than usual i just wanted to add on that really quick um i heard something or I saw a clip on Instagram recently and it said, we're all so busy looking for a perfect mate when we should be working on becoming the perfect mate. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey, you getting emotional over there, Ramsey? What's going on? Your nose look red. And he's hungry. Uh, you're hungry? <laughs> but um, I think like going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, we do things backwards. So... You grow up, and you're t- as soon as you're a teenager, you're like zawaga, zawigging, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or or even for men too, like even for the men, yeah, go back to Yemen, and get married, yeah, everybody, you know, every, that's their main focus. It's like we are raised to like hurry up and get married, mm-hmm. and instead of like wanting your kid to become something or just uh, going to school, focusing on themselves or becoming something, mm-hmm. and then focusing on uh, marriage. Like, I think that's so important. I think they should have, like, a marriage course. No, there, like, there needs to be, <laughs> like... There should. No, there should. But nobody there takes it should. serious. Yeah. Like, like, premarital counseling is, like, the best thing in the world, honestly, because it will hit this, the questions and the conversations that, you know, because when you first get to know someone, it's like, oh, what's your favorite color? And, you yeah. know, like, stupid stuff, basically. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but when you go through, like, premarital counseling, they can, like... Uh, talks about finances talks about living situations yeah. talks about like your wants and your goals and their goals and, and it allows you to really um look at the bigger picture yeah. i you think know? when you're young you don't even understand how serious it is yeah. no you don't like it's not it's not a joke it's not a fairy tale it's yeah. not like it's serious it's yeah. some people yeah. just plan the wedding they like yeah. they want you know they want the wedding oh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. so like, yeah. there was this um lady that came into the office and she was getting screened and she asked for legal aid and she was like 67 wow 67 and um 
you know, the screener asked her, she was like, can I ask you, why do you want to get a divorce, you know? And she was like, you know, we've grown, like, in the marriage, it was okay. Like, he never, you know, touched or anything like that. She's like, it was, we had emotional abuse. There was emotional abuse, but it wasn't, like, you know, where she couldn't handle or anything like that. But long story short, she's like, now, she's like, we're both grown, and we both don't do our jobs, our duties as a as a wife I don't do my duty and as a husband he doesn't do his duty mind you she's 67 so he's around her age as well and she's like and I realized that I'm getting sinned mm-hmm. for just staying there uh, yeah she's like so I want to get a divorce well, that's what I, I and mean, I was in in awe yeah that's what I always say yeah I always say this all the time to all my you I, know I, not to promote it I went with that story and she told me that story you get it? I was giving that advice that you were saying yeah and then she told me that story and I was like Listen, I told, you know, I tell my, I used to tell my family all the time. I'm like, listen, I want to marry someone where I can get so much egged by loving him because I love him. You know, you know, like I'm doing things for him, my wifely duties, because I genuinely love him. Yeah. Not while I'm like annoyed by him and I'm huffing and puffing and I, you know, we don't even talk and I'm, you know, I forcing myself to do certain things with him that I don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm doing it because it's haram for me not to do Mm -hmm, it with mm -hmm. this person. You know what I'm saying? So like... Why not get so much good deeds by being with someone that you actually love, you know? Yeah. Like, a marriage could either bring you closer to Allah or take you away, you know? And subhanAllah, like, we have to really take that into consideration. Like, sometimes people stay for the kids, but you're you're sinning by not doing your wifely duties and, you, and mm-hmm. even the, you know, the man not doing his. Or, you know, you guys not arguing or you sleeping, you know, uh, in an argument or whatever. The malaika are landing you the whole when you're mm-hmm. mad at your husband and people don't take that seriously mm-hmm. you know so 100% like you know you bring up kids that is our next question I just want to quickly read a couple of comments um, Um Ala Abdullah is laughing maybe because of what you were saying at that moment and then Alia Mehdi said love the discussion pre-marriage counseling is so important uh, shout out to the Mehdi's Rashid everybody over there Brownages we appreciate them the Mehdi's great people do you know the Mehdi's or do you know okay yeah. I was just wondering yeah I went to school with them mm-hmm. okay so yeah there we go so uh, shout out to the Mehdi's for sure great people so you bring up kids mm-hmm. when you get divorced you don't only get divorced right yeah. the kids get kind of divorced in a way too um, so uh, the kids living in a household you know how did you handle that situation and how do you feel comfortable? I mean, because you guys are all like one parent households, right? So, you know, how is that, you know, gr- you know raising your kids in one parent households? Like, do you feel like the, the success rate is still there? Is it a lot harder? You know, kind of tell us your journey. I bet you can go ahead and start off with this one. So, you know, what was it like? And then, you know, the journey right now and how how's that been as well? SubhanAllah, like I keep saying that my journey is so different. It really is, is different. Um, you know, m- my son... And I and his father only stayed together in the same house for one month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, nothing really changed. Nothing really changed for his, in his, in his uh, mm-hmm. life as well. Um, I was still a kid at the time. So me and him were both getting raised in the same, you know, under my father and mother in a way. You know what I'm saying? So um, I really do feel like the one thing that, you know, I want to stress and urge is no matter what, you know, you are still the mother and you know the significant other or whatever the, the the your ex is still the father so you should no matter what never bash that other person do your part of always trying to make sure that you know your son respects you know the, the opposite mm-hmm. 
parent. You know what I'm saying? So don't, that's the one thing I do want to stress. Even though we didn't live together, um, like, I don't want to say alhamdulillah, but my son didn't have to go back and forth, you know. His dad is in New York, so whenever his dad um, is in town, you know, he gets to see him. I, I'm, I'm not the person to ever be like, well, why was he come? Why would he come right now or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's all good blood, you know. There's no bad blood. There's no animosity. There's no... That situation right there, no matter what, he will always have access to his child. I would like I won't be that person. Um, but crazy thing I was I was listening to because I don't really have that situation. Alhamdulillah, you know, I sit and talk to like talk to him all the time, like, are you like are you good? Like, are you missing anything in like seriously? Like and he's like, No, Mom, wallah, like I'm straight because he never had that relationship in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I can't really sit here and say that there was much uh, of a change for us because I really never moved out, you know? Um the one thing that I did, I was listening to a lecture and this um, one of the speakers was talking about her situation and she said that she was married to this person for 14 years, okay? And they were best friends. But subhanAllah, they ended up in a divorce. But their biggest, um, you know, uh, obstacle that they were facing was like the assets and the kids and they didn't want to affect the kids in any way. So you know what they did? Hmm. They put, put the house in the kid's name. Oh, wow. And then... On top of that, I don't know. So, like, I'm, um, I don't know how long they stayed in the situation, but instead of the kids packing their bags every weekend and switching, the kids stayed in the house and the parents, parents kept coming in and out. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, why? Like, but you know, obviously, when they get married, it's different, like, because that's going to be a whole different situation. But they yeah. said that, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. of the divorce, um, it's not their fault. And you don't want them to feel like, you know, getting out they of the house. Yeah. Or they, they're comfortable. Yeah, they're already going through emotional yeah. um, stress. They don't want them to also go to physical stress, like of yeah. them back and forth and forgetting stuff and yeah. them getting stressed out. They, um, I think at least for the first six months, they did that where the kids finally understood. And then obviously, like, I don't know if the dad got remarried or what, or whatever. She didn't really get into detail of like after that, but she said that's what they did in the beginning. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's awesome, though. So yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, I love, yeah. I absolutely awesome. love that. Because at the end of the day, the house is for the kids. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, for sure. Nedra, I'm going to ask you that same question. So, like, what effect does divorce have on the kids and the family? And how do you have the ability to maintain success for your children with the one-parent household? One of the things that I remember, um, a conversation that I had, like, immediately after, you know, I, you know, I decided, okay, this is it. I can no longer do this. Um, was to have a really good and deep, genuine conversation with my ex-husband and say, hey, I had to put it into words that he would understand just to be like look let's look at them as a business investment right as two partners with this investment and in order for them to continue to be as successful as we want them to be or how they were already successful we both need to put good into them right Mm. we need to dedicate time we need to give them you know our positive energy good good conversation right good thoughts and make sure that their environment is um just a happy environment i wanted the entire transition for them to go from a two-parent household to a single-parent household, um, you know, to be as easy as possible, right? And so we kind of did something like that, too, where, you know, I mean, I lived in the home with both of my kids, you know, but then on the weekend, like on Friday nights, you know, I would, like, go somewhere, and they would have movie night with their dad in the basement. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I didn't want it to be such a negative thing. And then also to show them that no matter what, you must maintain a very good level of respect and relationship with him because of them you know mm-hmm. i wanted to maintain that relationship um of respect with him for my children 
and I wanted to show them that they have to always have that really that you know the highest level of respect for their father regardless of you know us no longer being together you know so um, just focusing and making sure that they're your number one so I think like in our situation we just happen to have a really unique situation where both my ex-husband and I are like just completely invested in our kids and wanting what's the best for them so you know they they have the best childhood experiences I would like to think my daughter's there she can vouch for that I hope <laughs> you know we, we, did she like, do this yeah no, <laughs> no she said yeah <laughs> you know like he takes them on you know he just took them on a cruise for 10 days right and I take them on vacations all this so we're both equally contributing to their growth okay. as individuals and continuing to provide them with the experiences that they need you know to feel secure about this is what I'm doing with my mom and this is what I'm doing with my dad. And both parents are going to be there for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I just want to say, well, go ahead, Abby, because I don't want you to lose your thought. So, um, subhanAllah, you um, have to realize that at the end of the day, um, the, it's not the kid's fault. And like you said before, right. you want to make sure that um, to the least you know, um, possible way where they're affected. Yep. And divorce doesn't have to be nasty. Right. It doesn't have to be, yep. you know, it could be it could be a good thing. It right. could be done in a gracious, respectful manner. And believe it or not, Allah will reward you if you do do it in that way. Absolutely. And you have to make sure that at, at, at the end of the day, this person, even if you didn't get along or whatever, you're not compatible, you still have to have enough respect for them for being the father of your, your children, mm -hmm. you know. And um, subhanAllah when you really do believe in the decree of, of Allah and what's mektub and you do it in a gracious manner and you're patient and um, you, you know, don't talk bad about the other person and the, so both, both ways. So like even the community around you, yeah. they'll respect it and, they, and they'll, they'll, you know, keep it moving. And the kids will actually have an opportunity to have both parents in their life and, you know, succeed. And even if the other parent, because at the end of the day, we have to understand this other person that we're dealing with, we can't control. Right. We can't control right. our exes. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can only control, we can't control what happens to us. We can only control how we can, um, you know, react. So do your part of making sure that dialogue with your children is there, um, that respect level with um, the other parent is there, and you're doing everything in your, in your um, you know, possible way to make them happy. If anything, Abiyad, with like having said that, if anything, honor the time that you had together yes. as a married couple. Mm -hmm. Respect that time and honor that time that you had and continue to maintain. I mean, a lot of times divorce does end up like, you know, ugly. But I think that if you have um, two people who are genuinely invested in their children, like my ex-husband and I were, it, was, it wasn't a bad thing. Like nobody even knew I was divorced. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't. Oh, no. you don't have to talk about it with everyone. You don't need to talk bad about that person. And you're going to you know get rewarded I mean? for that. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to, you know, and, and whatever is between you and that individual will always remain between you two, um, you know, and, and then that way you're teaching your kids also how to respect, how to mm -hmm. be able to have a healthy, um, not disagreement, but, you know, be able to part from a relationship in a healthy manner, mm -hmm. right? And continue to have the ability to communicate respectfully. And then sometimes, unfortunately, in some cases, the, you know, the dad or the mom are, are not in the picture as much as you want them to be. But subhanAllah, Allah does not forget anyone. There's role models that come out of nowhere. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That fill in those voids and fill in those positions. And it could be an uncle, a coach, a teacher, you know, a, um, you know, whatever, I mean, a grandpa, you know? So just do your part 
And inshallah, like, you know, Allah doesn't forget anybody. Sounds like Ramsey had a good uncle coach slash teacher in his yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? Y'all about to call me crazy for this one, all right? You ready for this new show idea? Oh, okay. God. Oh, no. Don't spring it on us. <laughs> Premarital conversations. Huh? And we hype it up like, you know, is Elizabeth and Mustafa going to get married? Well, I, you know, <laughs> oh tune my into God. the show. We're going to be the... You know what I'm saying? We're going to do it. And then we have them on the show. People on the hot seat. And then imagine like, the, you know, the tea that people are going to be drinking like, oh my God, you know, are they going to get married? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and like compatible. The, yeah. <laughs> the next, uh, what is it, Dr. Phil? Show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. I like it. I feel like it would be kind of funny. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, but a question I do want to ask because I, I, and this is, doesn't have to even be a, uh, it could be a non-Muslim answer too because uh, obviously Islamically, you know, you, th- at the end of the day, our kids are going to be judged by them, you know, themselves and how they treat their parents. So that's why I think it's great for people to tell them um, to, you know, have that relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy like that for everybody, right? Right. You know, what would you tell somebody? Because that bothers me so much. I'm going to be honest with you. I hate seeing, it could be the dad, it could be the mother. Just, you know, bitter, keeping the kid away. Like, man, I, 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 it hurts me. Yeah, it's haram. Like, it's terrible. But, like, what would you tell that person? You know, I'll maybe ask you, like, what would you, since, you know, you're a great situation, what would you tell, you know, whoever that may be, like, you know, what would you tell them if they're sitting right here in front of you? Like, what would you, what advice would you give them? You mean about not, uh, like... Like, yeah, like, if they're having a hard time, like, letting their, the, the, the kid's their, father see them. Their child go, well, I think... Using their kids against them. Using yeah. against, yeah, using the kid against them, um... Honestly, they need to be more empathetic towards the situation. Can I flip that around a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, every now and then my son will say, I don't want to go to my dad's house. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to stay here, you know. And I tell him, like, well, why don't you want to go? Oh, it's just so boring. And, you know, so I tell him, if I found out that you were at Baba's house and you were saying you don't want to come to my house, how do you think I would feel? Right. And it's just that empathy. You know what I mean? Learning that being empathetic and understanding how the other individual feels. Right. So I think a lot of time anger and rage is what causes people to do that. An ego. But yeah. An ego. And when I tell my son, like, you know, how do you think I would feel? And he says, well, I think you would feel sad that I said that. So I tell him, is that how you want your father to feel? And teaching him empathy, even at that young age, my son is almost 13. Right. But I've been teaching him that since you know, I've been divorced for almost seven years, but I've been teaching him that, you know, the whole time, right? And with adults, it's the same thing. It's okay to sit, to have these uncomfortable conversations and say with it, whether it's the father or the mother, right, who are using their child in that type of a situation, like, how would you feel if he was forbidding you from seeing them or vice versa, you know? Yeah. So um, just empathy, putting people in the positions that you're in and, and, you know, record. We really need to be more intentional with the things that we say um, and do when it comes to our children. For sure. You want to add and on to that? You know, you have to remember, like in my situation, like Ramsey didn't grow up with his dad, and like when he would come into town, like he would get anxiety, and I would be like, you know, but Bobby, you have to see him. So instead of like kind of invalidating his feelings as well, um, I had my little brother go with them. So it wasn't just him and his, his you know, my, my younger brother. He's only two years older than him. He would go too. So it was more comfortable for him to, you know, go. Even though my son himself is like, doesn't have a relationship. Like, and it hurts me as a mother, like, to see my son, you know, go through that. But still, because I honor that he is his father and I know that, you know, it's his right to see his child. Like, you make, you make it do, you know. You make it do with what you have and, and you figure out, like, a way that both parties can kind of be happy and, um, you know ultimately yeah. try to build the relationship you know mm-hmm. yeah 
right. Great points as well. Thank you for answering that, both of you. I appreciate it. So uh, I know y'all mentioned family support, right? Family support was important. You said you had the support. Um, I guess the question would be, um, why, why, I mean, I guess how important it is, how can families be more supportive when a divorce happens? You know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your family did to support you. And because it's not, it's not like that for everyone, you know, so because right. a lot of people sometimes have a hard time. I mean, I'll tell you, we, you know, I probably had a hard time as well. So, you know, how can families be more supportive, especially for those that are listening right now and be like, oh man, they might have had a sibling that maybe got divorced. Like, how can they be more supportive towards that sibling? Yeah. Um, for me, like, it wasn't all supportive like especially like being in Yemen or my family that was in Yemen um I feel like uh it's it's hard for you when you're that young to not listen to everyone's opinion but I think it's so important to let that person that's going through it find out what they really want um and see why they want to what's the reason like think about them put yourself in in their shoes and see what they're going through versus just worrying about oh now oh now she's going to be divorced or just everything that comes with it nobody wants to see their child divorced and i get that mm-hmm. and you know like nobody wants to see that because they automatically think it's just you know not or it's just such a negative thing you know so i get that but at the same time it's like you got to put yourself in their shoes find out what they want and let them make the best decision for themselves like instead of giving your opinion. And I think I regretted listening to so many people that I did um, because I probably would have been out of it a lot sooner. Um, but you kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. and that like kept replaying over and over or, you know, in my mind. And um, I just wish I didn't listen, like I said, to so many opinions or and just went with what my gut was telling me because, you know, Mm-hmm. Like your your intuition, like you you just you know, mm-hmm. you know, and like I just wish, but I, I mean I'm young. I mean I was was young, <laughs> and you're so, still young. Stop <laughs> <laughs> but you can't think for yourself. You yeah. feel like you can't think for yourself when you're that uh, young. But um, yeah, I think that would be what I would have to add. I bet you want to add on to that. I mean, you probably didn't have the greatest. So situation. no, no, I don't want to <laughs> sit here and no, I think. When I was asking for a divorce, that's when I didn't have the support. Yeah. Yeah. But after I, I got the divorce, oh, all hands were on deck. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a village. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, no, no, one help me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, like, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have been able to go back to school. Yeah. You know, I, whether I lived with my parents, I just recently moved out. You know what I'm saying? So, alhamdulillah, I was able to, you know, they took care of me. I'm not going to sit there and say that they, at the end of it, they disowned me or they were, you know, whatever it mean to me. I mean, yeah, obviously emotional abuse from, you know, my mom sometimes here and there with her <laughs> words. But, you know, other than that, we were good. Um, but I want to say, like, it's so important during the divorce, too. You have to understand mm-hmm. that we're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're females. You know, when, when a boy, get, like you said, when, when guys get divorced, it's always more. Who's next? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they're already looking for him and mm-hmm. da 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 and when it's the girl, it's like, you're not being Sabra and you're not. And nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. You don't have to validate my divorce, but you have to um, accept it. It's my choice. Accept my choice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, understand, like you said, what I want. Like, why can't I be happy? Like, why isn't it OK for me mm-hmm. to be, you know, happy? Why? Why isn't my heart and, you know, my feelings and my thoughts? Why are they not, 
you know, important in this situation. Mm-hmm. You're not living with this person. This is my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to handle everything that comes after that. No one wants to feel like a, bur- a burden, you know? Yep. You're making me feel like I'm going to be a burden to you. Yeah. That's why I'm going to work 10 times harder as so I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, during that divorce process, obviously, uh, you know, try your best to keep the marriage. We're not sitting here to be like, you know, obviously be the mediator because like you know there's processes that you have to go through where first you talk to a trusted family member and then someone that's um you know a, a, whatever a mediator and then the sheikh or whatever obviously you go through steps no one's going to tell you one day like you know you're done um especially when you're young especially when you're at that age like i was 19 you know so who's this 19 you know so um just make sure that you know that person uh, and what they want and their happiness and make them feel like at the end of the day, we got you. Mm-hmm. That's all you want to hear during that time. And that it's okay. Yeah. That's like, okay. It will be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you deserve to be happy. We stand behind your choice. You know, tell us what you want. Yep. You know, not this is what this is what everybody goes through. You know, you're being selfish or you're not patient enough. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah. patience, like, come on. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm just looking at Ivy because I was just so happy when she got her divorce. <laughs> no, the, the crazy <laughs> part about it is you guys don't understand. Like during that time, I grew up with my brothers. I was I'm till like I'm very close to my brothers. My sisters were a lot younger. She's seven years younger than me. Shayma's ten years younger than me. They're babies at that time. I can't talk to them about anything. And I grew up with my brothers, but during that time, uh, Ahmad was in Lansing. Ali was in Ann Arbor. They're both in school. Mohammed um, was back and forth to Yemen. I was alone. I didn't have sisters. Like, you know, around my age that I can talk to or even my cousins, um, they were like, what are you doing? Like, it was kind of like scary. Like I was like the first one. There wasn't anybody to tell me what I'm doing was like, okay or whatever. So when I was going through these, um, like the divorce and whatever, I was speaking for myself and I hated that. I hated that I had to speak for myself. Like, I wish that I had people that had my, like, you know, kind of had my back. Like it was me like forcing, like, no, like that's, you're not going to do this to me, you know? So you know, your story, inshallah, inspires others, uh, you know, to do better. That's why this question was here, right? We agreed that we wanted to ask this question because we wanted people to learn, mm-hmm. hopefully, from their uh, previous encounters. So, mm-hmm. Nedra, same question to you is, uh, how can family be more supportive in, a, in the midst of a divorce or even after the divorce? I think if they just stay positive um, with the advice that they're giving and just kind of like continue to empower the woman to understand that you're going to be okay after all of that. Because um, I heard a lot of, you know, just be patient, like, you know, and, mm. but what is there to be patient about? The inability to be compatible with an individual? Mm. Like, there isn't anything, there wasn't anything bad that was happening. It wasn't that at all, you know? Um, but I think that a lot of times the focus is with our families in our culture, right? Because it is not religion, it's our culture, mm-hmm. is more so what are people going to, to say? say? I don't care what they say. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not living my life, you know what I mean? Like, I have to be focused on um, protecting my peace. And uh, what I want is the support from my family to help maintain the peace that I'm Mm -hmm. protecting, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than, um, 
and and I and I refused. I don't allow any of my family members either to, to talk about my ex-husband too. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I, you know, not that they ever talk really bad right. about him because everybody right, loves right. him, right? You guys all love it. They love their team him than me, you know, more than more team him. They really are. Don't do that either. I don't like that. Yeah. I always tell them like, wait, wait, I'm your family, I'm your cousin, yeah. I'm your niece, I'm your, I'm your daughter. <laughs> They're like, he's so wonderful. And I am too. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But just more so understanding that, you know, if you basically kind of like a don't kick me if I'm down, right? Yeah. It took, mm. I, and I really truly know that being, you know, Yemeni American women, right? Um, I don't want to victimize myself. I'm not a victim. I'm, I'm, I'm free, right? I gave myself the freedom that I needed. And um, a lot of people think like, you know, oh, we need to help her. I don't want your help. I've already helped myself. I saved myself from a situation that I know I could no longer be a part of, right? But I just want the parents and the families to support their children in saying, hey, whatever decision you make, right? Because you have to understand and parents have to understand and families that it took a lot to get to that. You know what I mean? It took 15 years of trying for me to finally be like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. can I at least have a little bit of respect for putting in that effort for 15 years, you know, and then just gaining your support for that. So, it's so messed up. Yeah. Honestly, it's so messed up. Like yeah. how we like, we, we can mentally yeah. mess with our own kids and just make them think that they have to suffer through all that just because of what other people got to say. Yeah. You know, it's really sad. Or, you know, people are afraid to get a divorce because of, what people have to say yeah yeah, yeah no that's so we're having them suffer in something because they don't have the courage to do it right. and we want to reiterate again we're not advocating for divorce no. like we're yeah, not we really are that. not please yeah that's what i'm saying like i don't want to glorify that yeah. i really truly yeah. don't but if you are out there and you truly believe mental health is critically important and i'm not going to share too much about that but if you truly believe that in your heart yep. in your heart that you have gotten to a point that you can no longer move on it's in that situation it's okay to part ways respectfully um you know and be responsible about what your expectations are going to be um and realistic about what your expectations are going to be you know for yourself and your children after um that divorce and just you know know that it's going it isn't going to be as easy as we think it's going to be right but i think that if a woman or a man has gotten to the point where they realize that I would rather be away from the situation than, um, you know, and it be a little bit scary than continue to be internally feeling miserable. And that's, that's important. For sure. And also like, I I feel like in some situations, like everybody is like the first thing is divorce. Yeah. Like every situation is like, no, that's the first thing. Like nobody even tries anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those situations, that's like, no, that's different. Like if you could try, like especially with the younger generation, it's like that's like the first thing yeah. that pops in their head. But um, you know, it's important. Like sometimes the, the problems and situations are not that serious. But yeah. yeah, and Subhanallah, that's why you know it's the most hated halal thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Allah says that not to not to not let people that are in a, a miserable marriage stay, right? It's mm-hmm. just to make it. So it's that serious. Don't play around with the divorce like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't sit here the little the littlest thing and you're like yeah. or you know oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like people that's strong. Those are <laughs> no. that's it's not lightly, you know. Subhanallah, it takes more thought and um, you know, uh behind a divorce than getting married. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. triple, double, quadruple, cause you don't like you don't know the outcome of that. You know what I'm saying? Like 
then it's just back to you and yourself, you know? Yeah. So it, take this, like, we're not, we're not sitting here and be like, girl, do you, you know, we're not sitting yeah. over here telling people go, go get yeah. divorced. No. You know, but at the same time, take care of yourself and love yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love it. I love it. This is great so far. Uh, this is that time where we get that Motivate Me 313 minute going. But before you do that, I just want to let people know out there again to subscribe to our pages. You got YouTube. You can follow us. Subscribe us uh, to our YouTube, Oz Media. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Oz Media as well. You can listen to the show later on Apple and Spotify Podcasts under Oz Media. Um, we hope that you're enjoying this show. You know, this is what we do, you know. And shout out to Nedra, by the way, who likes to come over here. Like I said, she comes on the shows <laughs> or brings these A1 topics, you know. So I appreciate it. Inshallah, this won't be the last time uh, we can do that, right? Uh, what are you about to say? Before we go into that, um, I posted a little post that, you know, of the show. And I asked the question of, like, you know, what would you basically share struggles and or whatever in divorce and mm-hmm. a lot of people are very similar to our um what we've had said but one person stuck out to me the most and she said i feel my mother has always struggled with being feminine and masculine because she felt like she had to play two roles a mother and a father so is there a balance and how do you find it and for me it was mind-boggling because i have a son and when you have a son he plays sports so, you know, and he has different, like, I, I always fear about, like, how am I going to raise him as the most masculine boy ever? Because I'm really big on, like, manly men, you know? And uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I can sit here and say that I have a, I had a very hard time finding my femininity. Like, I'm a to- I was a tomboy growing up with boys. Mm-hmm. And then I had a boy, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm going to attest, like, I'm very... Um, I'll say tomboyish. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I don't want to say masculine, but I have, um, you know, too much of that energy sometimes where I feel like if I was put in a, in a, in a relationship, it would have to take a very, very manly man to, to help me, mm-hmm. you know, tap into that femininity. So, um, yeah, like, I don't even, I wouldn't even know, like, how to balance that. It just has to be, I guess, you know. Help me out here, girls. So the femininity part, I think, to me, comes in the nurturing conversations that I have with my okay. kids, right? Yeah. And so taking care of them, like, emotionally. And, um, you know, we have conversations about everything, mm-hmm. literally everything. My kids are very, very um, open with me when we have conversations, right? We um, talk about genuinely important topics all the time. I think just continuously showing them that, you know, you have the love for me and I'm very nurturing as a mother, you know, um, but my son Malik always tells me, like, Mom, you know, you're like my mom and my dad, you know? And I'm like, well, why is that? Because he's, and, and he says, because you don't restrict yourself from only doing the things that mm-hmm. a mom would do with me, right? Mm-mm. So the, the dad, the masculinity to me part comes in being the perfect, uh, the protector and the provider mm-hmm. for them, right? Mm-hmm. Not their dad protects them and provides for them as well. But in my household, that's where that masculinity comes from, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm taking care of my house and I, you know, I take care of you and I, you know, and I pay our bills and I do this and I do that. Um, but the, the femininity comes in that nurturing in those genuine conversations where you're um, having them unpack their thoughts to you about how they feel about whether it's, you know, the situation between you and their dad, even now, seven, seven years later, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll still have um, conversations with my son about things, you know, and, and he'll still ask me questions, like mm-hmm. really good questions. Like, why do people even get married if, you know, the divorce is an option? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's a deep one. Like, you know, I need to think about that before we continue with that conversation. Right. 
but that's where you know you give them you give them that emotional support that they need but then you give them that tough love i think and that's where the masculinity part also yeah. comes in yeah diana k yeah. said much love to all you ladies by the way uh giving us a shout out as well Cody. yeah, yeah. You, you guys all know each other i love diana okay. that's my girl there you go there you go so love you I bet if you want to go ahead and get the phone ready, we can start off with Principal Nedjwa Ali from oh. Melvindale High School. Assistant <laughs> Principal. Assistant Principal. <laughs> principal, Assistant Principal. T Principal. What are we talking about? So basically the question is, what do you wish someone told you when you were divorced? And what advice would you tell someone who probably recently just got divorced? So it's like a two-part question. And if you keep it under maybe 45 seconds, because we also want to ask Samita that question as well. 45 seconds. Yes. Yeah, so okay. what do you wish someone told you when you were divorced? And what advice would you tell someone who just got divorced? I wish that somebody told me it's okay. And it's going to be okay. But um, God created us in pairs to become partners with one another. And it doesn't always work out. And it's okay that it doesn't work out. You're one decision away from changing your life. And if you think that, you know, you don't like where your life is headed, change the decisions that you're making. I love it. I love it. And then, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's great. That's great. And then Samita, I can ask you the same question if that's okay. I guess it's what do you wish someone told you when you were divorced? And what advice would you tell someone who just got divorced? Um, I think we, we just uh, touched on uh, that part of uh, what I wish someone told me. But I think, uh, like Inigwa said, um, it, that it's okay, that everything will be okay and you figure things out as you go. But I'm, a, you know, a believer of everything happens for a reason. I believe in order for you to, um, the advice I have is in order for you to move on is you have to stop thinking about the past. I feel like we all sit there and dwell on like all the bad things that have happened in our life and mm -hmm. you just constantly have those on repeat in your mind and just know that you're never gonna move on fully until you know you stop thinking about that and stop and just look at the positive in your life. And uh, I had a list over here. Um, <laughs> but uh, forgive forgive everyone that you feel like have, has wronged you. Yeah. Um, and mostly forgive yourself because we don't forgive ourselves. Like that, yeah. that's the last thing that you even think about is to love yourself or just forgive yourself for every situation that you put yourself in. Um, uh, don't have resentment or hate in your heart. Um, let's see. Oh, we touched on that. Uh, don't sacrifice your happiness for other people. Um, don't let people shame or fear stop you from making the right decisions for yourself. Uh, take the time to heal and know your worth and just know that time heals everything and everything will always be okay. Yeah. If you have that thought process of knowing that it'll all be okay, it will. I love it. The mindset. Ramsey, go ahead and give a round of applause. That was really nice. Sorry that we went over. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Definitely. Uh, listen, this was a great show. I hope that you took something out of this. It, you don't have to be divorced to listen to the show because I guarantee you everybody that's watching this knows somebody that got divorced. The way the statistics are going, uh, it could be even a family member. It could be a friend. And then just take something away from this. And even me personally, like now I can sit there and I can reflect you know, how you, do you act towards somebody? Like, you know, we were talking about saying sorry to somebody when they say they got divorced. Who knows? That's probably the best decision they made in their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they're probably the most happy they are in their lives now, you know? Uh, so it's like, 
just simple things like that to making sure that you uh, comfort that person that's probably going through it uh, because they are, um, you know, in an emotional time and, and it's time for you. I mean, be supportive. You know, and to add on to that and how people should kind of react or um, don't pry. Don't try to figure out who was wrong and who yeah. was mm. right. Yeah. Don't do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, look at the bright side of it. Give them some motivation. Remind them that Allah doesn't forget nobody. That, you know, um, to, you know, do their best. and Let them make their own decisions. Yeah, 100%. And be happy for them. Yeah. Don't and support, support them. Don't provide unsolicited yeah. advice. Yeah, <laughs> That's my favorite line. Yeah. Like, I didn't ask. Don't and just know that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And, and just don't forget about them either. Don't yeah. isolate them. Because yeah. sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, people, like, I don't know, people like to kind of ostracize I don't know. I'm saying the name. They shun you. They shun you, (laughs) and they, you know, make you feel a certain type of way. Yeah, yeah. And just know that through, we grow through pain. Mm -hmm. We don't grow through our good times. Like they're fun. Yeah. But we go through the pain and struggles, and you look back and you're like, man, I'm so glad that happened because it taught me how to deal with other situations. Or you just become proud of the things that you have handled and overcome. And not Later. to like bring, you know, bring this back to religion, but uh, Allah tests the ones that he loves. Yeah. And do you think that Allah's not going to test you before he, you know, brings you to heaven? You know, so it's, it's everybody's going to get tested. It's and all about how you. And having said yeah. that, he will also never bear a soul more mm-hmm. than it can handle. 100%. Yes. So, yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. So yes. trust in Allah. Yes. I'll start off with you since he probably hasn't said much. Is there any final words, final comments on the show today? Any kind of thoughts? You all are amazing women. And cool. honestly, <laughs> I look up to each and every one of you guys. And I hope that God gives you guys love. But <laughs> <laughs> on single ladies back on rhythm. <laughs> single ladies. <laughs> no, seriously. As um, an individual, you I'm guys complete. all deserve. <laughs> for sure. No, obviously. If you guys do want, I hope love <laughs> comes to you guys. <laughs> no, and, you know, when you're patient, uh, I want to bring the, I should have said this story earlier, but, um, you know, in the time of the Sahaba, you know, Zainab married Zaid, and, you know, she didn't want to marry him, but it was Allah's decree, and she married him because the Prophet, you know, um, told her to, and subhanAllah, they ended up in a divorce, and she ended up marrying the Prophet. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a huge up, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So. If you are patient and, you know, you follow the rules of Allah and you do what's right and you actually are, are a really good person, Allah will grant you like tenfold. So, yeah, I feel like it's hard for people to be patient too, mm-hmm. like sabr. And sometimes you go through difficult times to teach you that Yeah, mm-hmm. because sabr, you know, it's it's huge in Islam and um, it's important for us to just trust Allah and that everything is maktub and you accept it. Najwa, any final words from you, Najwa? Um, not really. Just this is basically it. You know, make the choices that you think are going to positively benefit you and your children, no matter what you do. Yeah. I love that. One more round of applause, Ramsey. Again, we had Samira Naji. You got little sis Sada. You got big sis Abir. You got Najwa Ali, and you got myself, Omar T. This was season two, episode 25 of Motivate Me 313's podcast. Anybody wants to say any last final comments before we shut it down? I know I kind of did the final word, but I don't know if you wanted to add on anything. Or Samira, any final words, final closing remarks? No, I think that was it. 
is it? Are you going to make I think, us acid now? No, I'm not. But <laughs> no. thank you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just thank you so much for this opportunity again. I think this is wonderful and everything that you guys do um, definitely is inspirational to the people that are watching. I'm pretty sure of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, by the way, I forgot to mention, I keep on forgetting this. Uh, just for those that are watching, Friday, March 17th, Hemtramck versus Dearborn Charity Basketball Game, the second annual one at Ford High School. It's going to be exciting. You got the Mayor Hamoud from uh, Dearborn going to be playing. Uh, Mayor Ghalib, who's on the show next week. Uh, we try, I try to get both of them to come on the show right before the game, uh, but Mayor Hamoud is a little busy. But he'll be here. Uh, he will be at the game I might have to get him dressed up because Team Dearborn is saying that it's not fair that they got the mayor <laughs> playing and that him chiming no one got their mayor playing. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be exciting, though. A lot of, you know, elected officials will be there, important people. You know, Najwa Ali is going to be there. I didn't know that she's the principal. No, but in all seriousness, a lot of great people are going to be there. We hope we want people to understand it's a family event. You know, it's not just guys. A lot of people, I mean, you know, bring the kids, you know, bring your spouses, whoever it may be. You know, enjoy a nice time. And obviously, it's for a good cause. All money is going to be donated to Yemen, Turkey, and Syria. Definitely. So, you know, come on out, support, and let's raise as much money as we can. Uh, inshallah, it should be a great time. We hope that you can make that. Thank you for watching today's episode. Like I said, next week's show, we'll be having Mayor Ghalib. It's going to be on a Wednesday, so a little bit of a different day. But Wednesday, 630, uh, Mayor Ghalib of Hemtramck. Looking forward to that. We hope that you enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your night. And we'll see you all next week. Take it easy.